Good morning. Uh, my name is Tanya Lewis, and Mandy asked me to speak this morning about my experiences as an RE teacher. Um, and so I would like to warn you guys that um, although I love to read, I hate to write. So I've written myself an outline, and um, I will try to stick to my allotted time, but if need be, you can give me the hook and get me <laughs> off stage. Uh, so anyway, the first thing when she asked me about um, my experiences teaching RE, the first thing that came to mind was um, an incident that happened in the fall. I had been teaching, I guess I should say this is probably, this is my fourth year that I taught the pre-K K class. And um, despite the representation you guys saw this morning, there usually are anywhere from 10 to 12 children on any Sunday in that class. So it's an active class. Um, but the first thing that came to mind was this picture of one of the girls in the class who uh, I think I had met her maybe three times and I was taking my kids to swimming lessons and it turned out that she and her sister were there and out of nowhere she was standing on a bench and I turned around and she said, Tanya, and she jumped off the bench with her arms wide open just, you know, full of faith that I was going to catch her and... Um, I don't know, it just really stuck with me because, of course, I had given her maybe three hours of my time and she had already, um, was just so appreciative. And um, I realized that experience with RE teaching would differ greatly depending on the age that you're working with, but it was such a gift to um, have that. So um, I guess I just wanted to say a few quick words about why, as a parent, I became involved with RE. And... Um, Obviously, uh, my children are in school. They're in Cambridge Public Schools, and there are a lot of things that they're learning, but there are still things about um, issues about morals and um, things that are not typically addressed in a classroom, and so I felt like I really wanted to um, find a place to have those things addressed. And I also felt the need to work on building my village, as it were, um, this idea that... Um, it's important for my kids to have other adults in their lives whom they can trust because I know after, um, I'm an eighth grade science teacher, so I'm well aware that um, my children will not always listen to me. And um, it's important that they have other adults in their lives whom they can go to if they have questions or troubles or concerns. So that was um, part of the reason that we joined. And I guess the, the last reason was that um, I also think it's important for kids to have friends and peers outside of school. There are a lot of things that um, happen socially sometimes in schools, and it's a benefit for those kids to have um, another place to find you know, friendships that will stay with them. Um, I just wanted to say a few quick words about what teaching RE is like. Uh, as I said, this is the fourth year that I've done this, and so I've actually been through three RE directors, and I guess, what, an interim minister, and now um, Fred. So um, first off, you can request an age group. You can request a season, either fall, winter, or spring. You are one of two people who has volunteered to be in the classroom. You are not um, necessarily a parent. Um, actually, one thing that was really wonderful was that in the spring session, the, um, one of the teachers in one of my son's classroom was actually a high school student. So although we really didn't make it much, um, in theory, I thought that was really wonderful for them to see. <laughs> so 
Anyway, so, so I guess my point is you do not need to be a parent to volunteer for, for RE. Um, and also, I'm very, very excited to say that you will be very well supported. Um, you will spend about two hours on Sunday morning where you come in around 10 o'clock and you get yourself ready and then you teach your lesson and you're here till about 12 o'clock with the kids. During the week, you probably spend, I would say I spent less than an hour per week, which is, you would have to really appreciate what, what it has been like in, in, in the past um, to know that Mandy and Molly are absolutely fabulous. They, um, you know, I could email them with my supply list and show up on Sunday morning and there it was. And it's just, it's great. And I knew that they would be circulating around on Sunday morning and they could come in and help. So it's not a huge um, time commitment. In the past, it was more of a time commitment, but I just want to say that um, really, if it's something that you're considering, now is a really good time to, um, to try it. Um, Mandy also asked me to speak about how teaching has affected my faith. So I thought that maybe I would mention that, mention my background a little bit. Um, I was raised Episcopalian until I was in second grade, and then my parents, my mother had a crisis of faith, and so um, she started looking for other churches, and we actually ended up in the UU church. So I actually went through um, RE as a UU child, so some of you may also have, but I think I find that most people, that's not their experience, that they've come to UUism as an adult from something else. Um, in any case, I feel like after finishing that, I knew a lot about what Unitarian Universalism was not. I didn't really have a good idea about, um, you know, I didn't feel like I necessarily had a strong UU identity. I just, I kind of felt like coming into adulthood that I knew what I wasn't. So um, it took a while to kind of figure out um, and to reach the conclusion that it was okay for me to say, I don't consider myself Christian. Um, and I probably consider myself an atheist, but I say it like that because I'm still, still sort of, I don't know, superstitious about it, I guess. Um, so in any case, <laughs> so, so again, it's, it, again, those are sort of two things that I'm not, and, um, and that's kind of what I came to in my adulthood. And then as a parent and getting my sons involved with RE here, I started to think about my experience um, going through RE. Um, and I really felt like it was very important for me to find you know, what I was and what the positive was and pass on the positive to the kids that are here and to try to focus on building um, you know, what is that UU identity and let's build that instead of define it by what it's not. Um, so um, two of my closest friends had had a really strong sense of faith, and um, they were in different religions, but had been very um, active in their own religious communities. And they were two of the most positive people that I know. And so I was really trying to think a lot about, you know, what is it in religion that gives them sort of that sense of comfort and, um, you know, keeps them happy, and could I still yet take a piece of that? 
Um, so I guess when I started teaching RE, or maybe a little bit before I started teaching RE, I was really trying to come up with this idea about you know what, what it was that I was. And I decided that although I don't necessarily consider myself um, Christian or that I think I'm an atheist, I do have faith. And, um, you know, faith to me is this idea that, you know, things are good, people are by and large good, um, life is by and large good. Um, you know, this idea that sort of, I don't know, a mantra that I've had is kind of like, this too shall pass. Um, it's interesting to me because I feel like many of the um, feelings that I have had actually tend to take back some of that religious language, like life is a gift or um, I have faith, I have faith that things are, will work out. Um, and just this strong sense of really trying to appreciate the present. So learn from the past, anticipate the future, but be um, very present in the moment. And I think that that's definitely very true when you are teaching an RE class, that you get to sort of, kids are very much in the moment. And um, so for me, it's been a very, um, it's been very helpful to focus on those positive things in my life and also obviously to get to know a community. So thank you. At this time, I would like to encourage all of us to be in the moment by asking the ushers to come forward with some pipe cleaners. And I invite you to take one or a few and just let your hands respond to what you hear. Susan Shepard and James Norton will now share a poem with you. Would you like to teach you use? Tell me, tell me which you'd choose. Would you like fifth grade or first? Choosing none would be the worst. I would not, could not teach you use. <laughs> That is not something I would choose. I can't imagine where I'd start. I have no great knowledge to impart. Would you, could you, with a guide? Cause Mandy will be at your side. And she'll provide curriculum, so you'll look smart instead of dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, possibly, if there's a guide, if Mandy will be at my side, and she'll provide curriculum, so I'll look smart instead of dumb. But would she stay in class with me? Just think how nervous I would be. Would you, could you, if you thought, you'd have some help each time you taught. Your worries should be non-existent. You'll be given an assistant. Well, I could do it if I thought that I'd have help each time I taught. I know that I should volunteer, but would I have to give a year? 
Would you, could you, for eight weeks? Sure, you'll miss out each time Rev. Fred speaks, but you'll contribute more in there than sitting in that pew chair. Well, possibly, if just eight weeks. I could get copies when Rev. Fred speaks. But tell me, if I thought I could, are there reasons why I should? Would you like it if I say that you'll come into church one day? A smiling kid will wave in that. You'll be the one she's waving at. You'll connect with parents, too, and learn what's what and who's with who. They'll thank you for the job you did. in working hard to teach their kid. And if those reasons aren't ideal, here's one that could appeal. When you teach, you just might find your own beliefs will get refined. It might be fun, if you like, you say. Kids wave at me at church someday. And I connect with parents while refining my believing style. <laughs> but in my real life, I don't teach. Won't these kids be hard to reach? Would you, could you, if you knew about the kids who'll be with you? They value interest over skill. They look for patience, heart, and will. They just want folks who'll help them learn. Sign up, sign up, and take your turn. <laughs> All right, if you will let me be. I'll, <laughs> 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 I'll sign up, and then we'll see. Say, I like this teaching stuff. I don't think I can get enough. Sign me up for eight weeks more. Hold on, there's more on this next page. I should have done this years before. The kids are bright and learn with glee. I'm now a big fan of RE. Everything you said is true. I've met some kids and parents too. I do so like to teach you use. And I'm so glad you helped me choose. <laughs> I would like to invite everybody to join me in a body prayer. And this is a moment to be quiet and let ourselves reach for the deepest and best parts of ourselves. This morning, I'll show it to you and then I'll talk you through it and then we can do it silently together. We bring our hands together in front of us near our heart and pause. We lift our hands out in front of us to offer to others and the world all that we have to give. We lift our hands high over our heads, reaching out to the world, being open to all it might offer us. We bring our hands down, gathering in the gifts and bringing them to our heart and returning to our stillness. We bring our hands together in front of us. So hands at your heart and pause to the front, 
overhead. Down, bringing in, and returning. And now once together, in silence. Beyond the beyond. I open with these words of the Buddha after he sat in contemplation under the Bodhi tree. Because he became enlightened, and then he worked the rest of his life to share that pathway with everyone else. And this year, you have joined me in that endeavor, to share the pathways to enlightenment with our children. Maybe we have different words or goals for the children than enlightenment. A thoughtful child, an open-minded explorer, a giver, a healthy, supported youth, a questioner, a champion of human rights, a Unitarian Universalist adult. Whatever your personal hope for the children and youth of this church, you've been able to come together in this community to guide their changes and your own. So we're here today to celebrate not just the time that so many of you have put in this year, but also your dedication, honoring your souls and your children's souls enough to make this a priority. Listening closely to that voice inside that gives you intuitions and gut feelings and your very personal set of beliefs. To the voice that longs for connection and community and at the same time, peace, silence, and rest. So I'll ask you now to remember for yourself a time that you spent with a trusted adult, one that changed your outlook on life. For me, it was this, the moment when I realized I was not entirely my father's daughter. It was right after my grandmother died and we'd come home to New York after the chaos of traveling to the funeral and the family reunion there. It was a few days before Christmas, but that day was strangely warm, warm enough to be outside without a coat. Dad and I were standing on the porch together, enjoying the sunset. It was this gorgeous hot pink on the Ramapo Hills through the bare black December branches. It was glorious. And that sunset was somehow a recognition of her life and a connection to her spirit for me. A recognition by all the world, maybe by God. And my dad said something then about his mother being gone, being only bones in the ground. And I looked at the sky and wondered how he could see something so different right there from what I saw. And I knew then that I could explore a new path that it was time to look 
at the spirit and the beyond and the ultimate. And so, here I am today. And here we all are together, each of us with our own life-changing moments, ready to share with each other. These children and youth we've served faithfully all year deserve these same loving relationships with us. They deserve deep, quiet conversations that nurture their souls. And they deserve transforming moments in their lifetimes to be able to explore their own hearts and souls in community with trusted adults and to come to their own realizations and honor their own experiences of the sacred and of human community that will change them forever. Thank you for helping me make that possible for all of them. Amen and blessed be.